Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenblum. There was a keg stand. I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the main <laughs> floor, and then, and, but I was, it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like they're, like Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm going to dunk his ass. They suck, so you don't have to. Can't you morons do anything right? Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Welcome in. Saturday Suckage. I'm Steve Rosenblum. I'm here. Let's find out who else is here. Time to take roll. Grobber. It sucks and it freebases. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Jake Arietta. This sucks. Really, it does. Albert Elmora. Damn, Willie Man, do we suck? <laughs> Eloy Jimenez. Hey, you guys not gonna make anyway. You guys are suck. <laughs> When when I got traded the next day, oh, welcome to the sock team, Toby. Oh my God, this sucks. Random Bears fan. Terry Bowers finally made a list of somebody who thinks he sucks besides I do. Liam Hendricks. I wouldn't say seeking perfection. It's just mainly trying not to suck. Julie Swika. Man, that sucks. Wilson Contreras. Losing, losing suck. I tell you that, and, and that's all I can say. George went. We had fun, uh, but there you go. I suck. Garth Algar. Get it off, man! Get it off! It's sucking my will to live. Steve Dahl. Disco sucks. Disco sucks. Candace Parker. Um, I mean, it sucks. Roquan Smith. Yeah, man. Sucks. Max Levine. Sucks to have it having game one. Tyler Farringle. I suck, so you guys don't have to. 
Well, thank you for being here. And I think we're going to call you, you don't mind us changing your name? We change names around here. Adam Stedzinski became the Trash Bandit. You, I think, are Tyson. You are Tyson Ferengel. Because you're an excellent replacement. You're, Sean Sears used to be here, and now he's ditched out on us. So we have Tyson Ferengel. And by the way, Justin Fields finally tied Tyson Bajan for wins this season. Congratulations. So I'm technically the replacement. That's why it's Tyson. Yeah, there you go. Tyson Ferengel. Welcome to Saturday Suckage. We suck so you don't have to. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. Our phone number here at the score. If you don't know it now, tattoo it to your forehead backwards so you can look in the mirror and dial 312-644-6767. That'll get you to our listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That number, 312-644-6767, also gets you to the scores text line. And by the way, this is the most... One of the most score things, most Chicago things I've seen. A text left over from the last show from inside the clubhouse. 630 text. You're talking about who's going to replace Jason Benetti on the White Sox broadcast. 630 texter says, bring what's his name? The announcer from the Angels back home, Randanzo. That's just perfect. All right, let me give you the menu for today's Suckage Cafe. Chuck Swirsky, 1125, to talk about the new look Bulls. One in a row makes you think, new look, especially without Max Levine and DeRozan and, oh, my God. Habarkish at noon to talk about the new look Bears. Well, who cares if the win felt like a loss? It's a win, and that ties Matt Eberflus's personal best of one win in a row as the Bears' interim coach. So... That's a new look. Herb Howard, Bears beat reporter for It's the Bigs and co-host of Herb and Two, that podcast. He'll be here at 1245 to talk more Bears because Bears. Bears, my friend. The score will have Bulls Pelicans from the United Center tonight. This is the radio station you're listening to. Against all odds, you're listening to the score. The Pelicans do not have a worse record than the Bulls. Few teams do. But the Pelicans played last night and traveled. The Bulls are arrested after one game of showing how much money our tourist carnivores wasted on Max Levine. Chuck's pregame show is set for 6.45 tonight. Here on the score, your next chance to see Connor Bedard's score is today. The Hawks play in Winnipeg, which is Canada's answer to Cleveland or Buffalo. Take your pick. I swear, the coldest corner in North America by my experience, is Portage in Maine in downtown Winnipeg. They have like four frost-free days a year there. One time I was covering the the Hawks, or the Kings, I can't remember. I did a Winnipeg pregame show in the middle of like January, February. And I was asked if I, what I thought on the, on this interview, I, what I was asked, I was asked what I thought of their Fairburg I said, if Canada ever needed an enema, that would be the spot. That's what I said. And as I was taking the elevator down from the catwalk, the broadcasting spot where they have it, every Canada, every Canadian arena has a catwalk that's scary. The elevator operator asked, asked, was that you I just heard say that thing about? I said, yeah, that was me. He just harumphed. 
and shook his head. And I thought, but I did not say, it's good for both of us, sir, that I'll be blowing this tundra in the morning. Oh, and Winnipeg was notable. I was covering for the National, and Herb Gould was covering the Hawks for the Sun-Times, and post-game, he ordered alligator stew in Winnipeg. Yeah, that was Herb Gould. So in the Wake and Bake Club news we have coming up later, Sharon Osborne, what she did to Ozzy's stash is the bleep, man, I got to tell you. And in the cultural zeitgeist, I'll add to my list with the seventh greatest riff in music history. And I have some baseball holiday gift ideas that may delight you and may start an argument. That's always good. Wait, I have a question for you. So the last time I did your show was two weeks ago. You were at number six, which was Black Dog. Did you not do number seven last week? No. You're a big fan of the show? You didn't listen last week? I did. Unfortunately, no, I was not listening. No, I was not. You did not. We had. Gotcha. We had Ohio State, Michigan last week. Oh, that's right. After that. So, no, I did not. So, this will be seventh. That's the way I'm. Don't make me count, Tyson. I suck, so you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, The best thing I saw this week, I'm going to share that with you. It made me tear up a little bit. And we'll have holiday songs. It's that time of year. Our new holiday songs. We have a new Hanukkah song. But let's start with this. A question for Bears fans. It's pretty much the choice. Remember, death is not an option. Fields or Fluce? That's your choice. The ball security nightmare that is the athletic Justin Fields or the defensive mind that is the soil bed of a head coach named Matt Eberflus. With that, I'll open up to questions. Pick one. I don't know if that's how Ryan Poles is looking at it. I don't know if that's how Kevin Warren will look at it or make Ryan Poles look at it. But to me, that seems to be a choice or a question that needs to be asked. I mean, ultimately, he could, Ryan Poles, if he's still in charge, he could dump both, get rid of the coach, get rid of the quarterback, start all over because that's what Kevin Warren wants. But if that's what Kevin Warren wants, I think Poles is going to be thrown out with Eberflus and Fields and everybody, find your own Uber to O'Hare. But let's say, let's say it's Poles' choice. The coach he hired or the quarterback he inherited. Which would you choose? 312-644-6700. You can text that number if you want. Fields, remember, he called out the coaching staff for stifling him. Then he had to retract everything because football coaches don't like to be exposed. Football coaches don't like the truth. And football coaches really don't want smart players. Because smart players know that football coaches act funny and fraudulent in a lot of ways. Yeah, I don't think you can think that way. Fields blamed the coaches, essentially saying they don't know his strengths and weren't featuring them. And then the head coach, you remember, chose Getze. Getze is hewing to his scheme. It's just not Fields' scheme or one that Fields would want or one that makes him dangerous and productive as his athleticism makes you think he should be. There are more reasons to can Eberflus if you want. I mean, look at his choice of coaches. Getsy's one of them. That's on the field. Look at his lack of detail work. Defensive coordinator has to be dismissed because of human right, human resources issue. Another assistant coach is dismissed. 
another HR issue. I mean, it's one thing to suck at football or coaching or meeting the media or, or speaking English, but to suck at human resources and rules, that's a big uh-oh, and that's Eberflus. He's essentially vouching for his hires. He failed for all kinds of reasons to can the coach and to choose fields. But if you keep the coach, trade the quarterback, and you draft one, the advantage is you start the pay clock over without $200 million that you're going to give to Fields and that you could have given to eventually to C.J. Stroud. You get a C.J. Stroud. Poles blew that choice. Find Jalen Hurts. We don't know if Poles can do that. You can build a contending roster with a minimum wage quarterback. That's the way you have to do it. And you can justify dumping Justin Fields because he's a ball security nightmare. He has not gotten better at that. He has gotten worse. He certainly hasn't improved. He's averaging about two interceptions and or fumbles a game. Still, if you're a rookie, I can understand that. That's like rookie shortstop. You know they're going to suck. They're going to make 30 errors. They're going to get better. Justin Fields sucks at ball security. You saw that in the fourth quarter last last Monday. I don't care if they won. He fumbled twice when it mattered in the uh, fourth quarter. It is quarter. where it is right now. I don't trust this guy to reach Pro Bowl levels. Maybe, maybe you do. Maybe somebody else does. I don't know how you bring back both. We've seen this movie before. Right now, there's a lot of Jay Cutler in Justin Fields, a lot of making excuses, a lot of he's not being put in the right position, and then there is a... There's a ball security issue that just makes you – right now, they're the, they're the same quarterback. They're just good enough to break your heart or make you say curse words. The Bears coaches showed you what they think of Fields. Dink and dunk and dink and dunk and we don't trust him. He can't make the right decision quickly, so we're going to throw <clears throat> passes that go three feet. So, who would you keep? Fields. Or Flus. 847. Texture, you forgot your disclaimer. I take death over Fields or Flus. No, I said it. Chow, Grid. Chow. 847. Texture, you keep talking about Stroud, Rosie, but he could have easily picked up Bryce Young. And that would have been a bust. You know, you're right, T Dog. And that would have been the choice. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. The, 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 you trust the Bears to make the wrong choice. That's, and if they're going to choose a quarterback, I would fully, I would fully believe they'd make the wrong choice. 773 Texture, don't count lest it's to 420. Nicely played. Nicely played. All right, let's let's go to the phones because the the, the Ryan Poles choice would seem to be his coach that he hired, a quarterback he inherited, both have major flaws. Neither look like they could grow into a championship in a champion in the position they're in. I cannot imagine the ball security nightmare that is Justin Fields becoming a Super Bowl champion. You need the ball, you need to protect it. He does not do that. And Eberflus has shown you he's totally over his head as a head coach. As a defensive coordinator, that's great. Although there's a problem with that, too. 
there's a problem with him as a head coach. We'll discuss that later. And his general manager actually sort of called him out, told you about it. So let's start with Bob in Arlington Heights. Bob, thank you for joining the show. Welcome to Saturday Suckage today. Good morning, Steve. I don't like to deal in complex math, but so far I'm I'm just going to make it a simple math problem. I got to stay with Flus because so far he's only dropped 22 games, and I've lost count of the number of footballs that um, Justin has dropped, and my feeble ancient mind won't go as high as his ultimate number will be, and I know that Flus can't ever catch up mathematically. So I'm just, you know, I know I've got tunnel vision here, but I think, uh, you know, I got to think Flus still has some, some upside. Okay. Well, Bob, I would, and, I would, uh, Bob, I would I'm advise you to. I'm a member of the Wake and Bay Club. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to suggest you fill the bong. Don't be shy about that. It's a weekend. It's kind of dreary looking outside. It's a little warmer than it has been. But I would suggest, Bob, that you, you find your way to um, a dispensary and you make sure your bong is filled because the upside for Matt Eberflus does not involve being the head coach, being the CEO, running a football team. I have, We've all seen what that guy could be. My first NFL beat was the Rams. It was in 1987, and actually they lost to the <clears> – <throat> They lost to the scab team in Atlanta quarterback by Eric Kramer. But when they were playing football, John Robinson was the coach. John Robinson was the CEO. He had his offensive coordinator, his defensive coordinator, and his assistant coaches. He was the CEO on the side. He never wore a headline, a headphone. If he wanted something done, he'd call the guy over. He'd, that's the way he ran his operation. And John Robinson, if you... You're an old enough old time Bears fan. You remember because he was he was coaching the Smith team, as Ditka described them, heading to the NFC Championship game, and Ditka was coaching the Grabowskis, and John Robinson didn't know until about oh I don't know twenty five years later that Ditka had called them the Smith team, but. That's what happened, and John Robinson was the CEO, and that's the way he ran things. And do you think anything, do you see anything in Matt Eberflus that looks like John Robinson? No, you don't. That's the way they run things. So, uh, I don't, if you're choosing between your head coach and the current quarterback, the, the right choice to me is go elsewhere with both. This is the wrong coach. He doesn't know people. He doesn't know how to, he can't, he has shown that he can't oversee this program. His coaching hires have been disastrous, have been embarrassing, have been wrong. He doesn't represent, another thing about being a CEO coach, and John Robinson was excellent. He was a great spokesman for a franchise that had trouble. And you'd never know that John Robinson stuttered. He just never, it just never showed up. He was a master of public presentation. And Eberflus is just an embarrassment when it comes to speaking English and trying to explain things. And Justin Fields can't hold on to the football. It doesn't get any simpler than that. you got to start over with both. But 
if Ryan Poles is wrestling with a choice, choose one. That was the question. For now, the question will be, what are the Bulls going to do while Zach Levine, while Max Levine is out, and do they tell DeMar DeRozan, stay away as well? Because there was an actual basketball plan executed the way it was, we were told it would be executed. We're going to talk to a guy who called the play-by-play and called Caruso's bomb of a three, and we love Chuck Swirsky here. We're going to talk to him about the Bulls. Top of the hour, we'll get back to talking Bears with Hub. And read your text, 312-644-6767, and take your calls, 312-644-6767. Saturday suckage. Me and Tyson Ferengol over there. We suck, so you don't have to. Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Williams holding and looking in play to Vooch. Vooch with three seconds. The handoff to Alex Caruso. Double drive. Right side three from the tie. Bam! Tie ball game! Onions, baby onions! Alex Caruso has sent the game into overtime. Oh, baby, what a play by Caruso! A big-time play. Get the ball in bounds. Boots sets a great screen, dribble. He comes off, gets the shot, and nails it. Wow. Big-time onions! Alex Caruso came up shooting on Lopez and knocked it down timeout we're headed into overtime it's saturday suckage on 670 the score in odyssey station i love that i was laughing out loud listening to chuck's call listening to chuck and bill we're gonna go to our guest hotline here on saturday suckage welcome back welcome in guest hotline presented by circus sports illinois and we are joined by the man who made that call and I loved that. Can I say, Chuck Swirsky, not only welcome back to the show, but that sounded like so much fun. Like it was, it, it, you were revived as we saw a Bulls team be revived by the way they played. And I just, I love that moment. I wanted that replayed. I hope you got a kick out of it the way I did. Actually, you know what, Steve, number one, thank you for having me on your show. You're always very kind, so I appreciate it. Um, you know, that's the first time I've heard that call since the game. And, uh, you know, you live in the moment because that's the beauty of sport. It's a live theater production. 
And you never know when you go into a, a game, a ballpark, whatever the case may be, the outcome. And that's you know, really the, the essence of what sport is all about, to see these performers um, play well, not play well, um, change from one quarter to the next, the ebb and flow of a contest. But I want to tell you what, I could not sleep after that game, Steve. <laughs> Norm, normally it takes me like a couple hours to unwind, uh, but I didn't get to bed the other night until probably about 3.30 in the morning. And you know how you can verify that is because I text Mitch Rosen at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Knowing that Mitch would be up because that's yes, Mitch. Yes, he is. Yeah, that's the way to go. My guess is Chuck Swirsky. Bulls play-by-play right here on the score. Chuck's pregame Bulls-Pelicans will be at 645 tonight. But the so much happened in that game against, and your commentary with Bill, regarding that game against Milwaukee. And they were... They, the Bulls ended the game without Levine, without DeRozan, and all of a sudden there's 30-plus assists, and while the turnovers were high, at least it showed the ball was moving. The assists verify that. They were making shots, making three-pointers. They were playing. They were holding Milwaukee, an, an offensive juggernaut in a lot of ways, under their season average, even with an overtime period. There was so much without DeRozan and Levine, of what the Bulls talked about being, that we saw. So I don't know if you can explain it. I know we could enjoy it. But you and Bill had a discussion. Share with the class what it was about that style of play, about the Bulls team you saw for that one game anyways. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned this, Steve, because it was a game. Hopefully they can carry that over. I'm not sure the availability of DeRozan will find out Prior to the game, we know that Zach's going to be out for a week with the soreness in the right foot. But I got to give Bill all the credit in the world uh, because prior to the game, when we were setting up the pregame show on the air, I said, Bill, you're taking DeRozan and Levine out of the mix here. That's 42 points. And yeah, a player may go up a little here, a little there. Uh, but, but how are the Bulls going to win this game against a team in Milwaukee that came in during this eight of nine win streak, averaging 128 a game. I mean, like on paper at least, and I know you don't play the game on paper, but how do you make up 42 points? And he said, for the Bulls to win this game, this is before the game now, Steve, for the Bulls to win this game, they need a high volume of assists. And sure enough, would you say 32 on the night? Mm. So, I mean, that's how they won the game. Now, they committed 21 turnovers. Normally, that is not a good recipe for success, but they made plays when they had to. Caruso sends the game to overtime. They have 32 assists. Uh, Drummond was fantastic. The two bigs both had double-double games. And so, you know, they get a W. And now the Pelicans come in. This is their third game in four nights. They played last night. Um and I hope Zion plays. He has not played in the second game of a back-to-back, so I'm hoping he plays. Um, but, you know, this Pelican team offers a different type of schematic uh, display of offense than Milwaukee. So we'll see. Well, I don't care whether Zion plays or not. I know if you bought a ticket, you want to see the best there is. I'm more, I more want to see any kind of carryover that the – the uninjured and these these bulls, the same bulls we saw against Milwaukee, 
they bring to the court with that defensive ferocity, nobody quitting on plays, and the offensive, the ball movement, and and being willing to take the open shots. That's what I want to see. I don't care who's playing. Look, the Pelicans have they're 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 in plus territory. They're they have a better record than the Bulls. They're they're a team that has a, a good number of wins that come from come from being a pretty pretty good roster that I think would be a test. You I want I don't care whether Zion plays. I want to see the Bulls put on or execute or play the kind of basketball we were told they would play going back to Nashville we were told they would play that way yeah yeah I understand that you know it's been disappointing to say the least I don't think anyone who either you know the two of us Bill and myself Alyssa when we cover these games um, you know it's been disappointing and I think I can speak for every Bulls fan every fan who wants to go to the United Center or watch or listen to the game Um, but The biggest concern I have is when you hear players talk about we didn't communicate enough on defense, we didn't talk. Well, this is the same group that's been together for two years. And by now you would think that the players would be able to communicate. So when when you need weak side help or somebody's blitzing on, on pick and roll coverage, that you would have people that would talk. And, you know, so when that, when that is in black and white and, and players are quoted post-game and you read that, I'm puzzled. So hopefully they can correct these flaws and, and start putting a, a string of wins together knowing that, Steve, I mean, you really, realistically, I mean, you have to look at the upcoming schedule. That's why they've got to get these games tonight with New Orleans, Wednesday with Charlotte. They've got to get the Friday game at San Antonio. Um, you know, the Spurs are in a major, you know, just they're trying to just get players on the floor who can, you know, have some type of experience with Victor uh, because, you know, they're going to build around Wemby. But right now, that's such a young team. They got to, the Bulls need to win these games. So when they go on the road to Miami and Philadelphia, and then they get the Lakers here, that they can, you know, kind of get some momentum. One of the things we saw, Chuck Swirsky is my guest. He calls Bulls basketball, does an excellent job of it. You can hear him tonight, his pregame show, 645 Bulls and Pelicans. One of the things we kind of we we kind of see with, with whatever Zach Levine's future is going to be, and it's probably not long here, December 15th is one deadline, January 15th is another, then there's a trade deadline, that there was a report of, Arturis Karnishevis wanting to see make a Levine trade and see what his team looks like. So now let Zach be out a week, seems reports are, and you will he will get that opportunity. And he started with Milwaukee and suddenly it looked like basketball. You know, it looked watchable and it looked fun, which wasn't the case earlier. And one of the things I think we'll grow out of this. I hope so, but you're closer to this. Let me ask you about Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams will get more opportunities, especially with DeRozan out. With DeRozan and Levine out, Patrick Williams will get more opportunities. And one of the things that held him back in a weird way is he had trouble playing with the adults. He was much better off the bench when playing with subs than he was with all the adults, sitting at the adult table and playing with the starters. And I don't know if you saw a difference 
a Thursday against the Bucks, or if you think the absence of the big names will make a difference to him, or if this is just simply a slow start to a season. What do you think it is with him, and what did you see Thursday night from Patrick Williams? Okay. All are good questions, Steve. So here's my take on Patrick. My take is that I think it's not about the physical capabilities or the skill set that he has. I think the skill set is there. I really do. I think it's about confidence. I think that he gets so down on himself at times. And I, I think you almost have to have the mentality. And I'm going to switch sports here, Steve. You have to have the mentality of being a closer in baseball, where, like, you know, you give up a home run the bottom of the ninth and your team loses the game. Well, the next day you're going to be called upon. You can't be thinking about what happened 24 hours ago. And there are times, I think, where Patrick gets so disappointed with having a string of missed shots or he gets beat off the dribble on defense, which isn't often, by the way, because he's a really good defensive player, but where he starts thinking and he's not reacting. And so he loses his aggressiveness, either going to the rim or taking that shot where he hesitates for a second, two seconds. And by the time he receives the ball, uh, the defender has already slipped to his side where before he could just catch and shoot. Do you see what you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think if, if he's playing where he feels good about his game, good about himself, we are seeing a different Patrick Williams. I mean, look at his stats the last week. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, his rebounding numbers need to go up. I get that, but um, he's, he's not hesitant. He's taking shots in rhythm. He's fluid. He's getting back on defense. He's having a, a really good start blocking shots to the season. So, I mean, I'm not going to give up on this kid. And I get it. Every player, you know, has an expiration date. But um, I want to see more of Patrick now that Levine is out. I would like to see that too, but I want to see him play as that guy that, that who, was, who warranted the, the fourth overall I, pick. I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Yep. And I and I'm hoping that this is the opportunity because we're we we expect changes on this team. And I don't know. And let me ask you. I, I know you're. I know you would. It's more fun to call victories than it is losses. And maybe we're. I'm getting spoiled here. Way we had a we had a victory by the Bulls that was fun to watch, not just something that was drudgery. And oh my God, they held on. They they bear. You know they. They weren't ready to start a game. They came back, and oh my God, where were? But a victory like the one they had against a watchable victory like the one they had against Milwaukee, versus just slogging through something like that. And you talk about the games they need to win. This is not so much a playoff push as wanting to see them win a particular way because I think it's contagious. Ball movement and defense. They travel well. They travel. They can be done on the road. They can be done at home. And it is something that can be tra- then transferred to other players, right down to the 10th man, however your rotation is going to go. I think in the next week that you were describing the games, Chuck, for me, I want to see them win a particular way because it seems that they would be learning something that I don't know that they've learned to this point in the season. 
Well, um, okay, so well, that's that's we can break this down a little bit. Here's what I I can't stand when, um, and it doesn't matter whether it's a player, anybody involved, coaches. When after the game, they always say, well, we played hard. Like, that's a bonus. I can't stand that, Steve, in any sport. You know, we competed. This is your job. You, you know, your job, it's not a bonus to play hard. It's not a bonus that you competed. This is your job. If you show up, Steve, and you're not prepared to do your show, okay, it's not, it's not an added plus that you prepare for your show. This is your job. When you sit in that chair and you're interviewing people or taking calls from listeners, they expect you to be prepared to do a show, as I am, as Bill is, and Alyssa on on the score for a Bulls game. Okay, This is our job. This is your job to compete. This is your job to play hard. This is your job to get back on defense. And so I think the, the style of play is different because, Zach, listen, is this club better without Zach Levine? Absolutely not. This club is better with Zach Levine. Zach Levine is a two-time all-star. It's, it, to score 20 points a night in an NBA game, if, if it was that easy, you would have 100 players doing it in the NBA. Right now, you probably have about 30 to 35 at most. So he is still um, an elite player in this league. So we got to forget this notion that the Bulls are better when Levine and DeRozan are out of the lineup. That is not true. What is true is that the other night with those two players out, the other players said, hey, you know what? For us to win this game, this is how we need to play. And I think the crowd appreciated that. I know they did because of the ovations they were getting during timeouts at the end of a game because they played hard and they played with a will and they played with enthusiasm and they played with spirit. And that's what I want to see because I think it is contagious and it will carry you from game to game to game. And that's why I, I, I love Caruso. I I'll, I'll tell you what, um, what, what happens to him is way above my pay grade. I, I don't get paid to make those decisions. But I'll tell you what, I love this guy. I think he epitomizes what this city's about. And he is, to me, the glue guy right now with this ball club, without any question. He's the best ambassador for the kind of basketball player you want on the Bulls and the kind of basketball you want played by the Bulls. I'm with you on that, Chuck. He's yeah, the, he's... And, and that's why I think our fan base, when I say ours, Chicago's fan base, loves him because he's reckless, he throws his body around, he wants to win, he takes charges, he gets mixed up with steals and deflections, he's not afraid to take big shots. That's why I love the guy. Well, we'll listen to you. Hopefully it'll be a lot of love and a lot of laughter, and you and Bill will have fun tonight. 645 Chuck's pregame show, Bulls, Pelicans. Chuck, thanks for taking time today. Always great to talk to you. I appreciate it. And always a pleasure, by the way. Everybody should know. Eckhart's Press, Chuck's book, always a pleasure. The legend wrote what his life was like. I think people should read it. There you go. Unabashed. There you go. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. right. Thanks, Chuck. Uh Bye-bye. Chuck Swersey or Charlie, as Bill Wennington calls him. We'll take a break. We come back. We got some texts. People 
people from the Wake and Bake Club, people commenting on the Bulls, and we have a new, we have the kickoff of our Hanukkah song season and Christmas song season, as only Saturday Suckage can do. I'm Steve Rosenblum. I suck so you don't have to. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. I'm Stevie Suckage here, 670 The Score. Good morning. Welcome in and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum with you. I suck so you don't have to. What doesn't suck? You got to get a load of this broadcast news. Coming up at 2 this afternoon when Saturday Suckage ends, right after I tell you about the best thing I saw this week, coming up at 2 this afternoon, you'll be able to hear this week's episode of Take the North with David Haw and Dan Wiederer talking all things Bears at the bye week. Then at 2.30, Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi preview the NFL weekend with this week's episode of First and Pod. That's all coming up at 2 right here on The Score and the Odyssey app. We're talking about the Bears, Fluce or Fields, if that's Ryan Poles' choice. And Bob from Arlington Heights, in, I guess in between stuffing his bong, said he would take Fluce because he's only lost 22 games and he can't keep track of Justin Fields' ball security nightmare. And so a 773 texter said, proud Wake and Bake member. Eber Fluce has no upside whatsoever. That guy was half-baked. Yeah. Okay. There Rosie, would you say I'm part of that as well if I say I would like Justin Fields over Matt Eberflus? Uh, I'm I'm all for cleaning it out. They both show me that it, it, neither can do the job they have been hired to do. But you're you're welcome to do that. I would just say that you know, hope you get a fresh stash for for the holidays. I'm right. just saying if I, if I Tyson. had to pick between one or the other, I would say Justin Fields. Okay, you do that, and you bring in your new coaches. See, here's a, here's a guy who is there. I don't know, it was a guy. Here is a texter. 773. Unfair to blame Eberflus for coaches with issues. It's all the same issues in the good old boys club that most teams turn a cheek to. Bears are not turning a cheek because they have younger leadership who are better trained in how to behave in the workplace. Minority leadership who have had to fight for their rights their whole existence and not wanting to be in the spotlight as Northwestern. Hmm. I. I don't know why, whether you're part of a new group, an old group, old boys club, whatever group you're in, you're obligated, obligated to do your due diligence. You do all the background check you have. When you hire someone the way Iberflus hired coaches, you are vouching for them. And if you aren't, you're in the wrong job. See, even if you look at it as CYA, cover your ass, that's what you're doing. You want the best football minds you can get, but you want to cover your ass because you don't want human resource problems. Nobody would have thought the Bears would be bringing in a human resource problem. Bringing in stupid, yeah, the stupid gas pumps out at, at, at Hallis Hall in a remarkable ways. But when you add human resource problems into the equation, Eberflus has to be fired. He can't stick around. You can't trust him. He can't. There's no reason you should believe whoever he vouches for. And you're making an old boys club excuse for him? I think not. No, 
It's not going to be that way. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, we will talk more bears with Habarkish, our regular Saturday visitor. We'll talk some bears with Hub. Next hour, we'll also talk some bears with, with, why am I blowing this thing? Herb Howard. Of It's the Bigs. Wow. I just, it just slipped my mind. Sorry, Herb. Love you, Herb. Sorry, Herb. It's the Bigs. That's where he does his reporting. Um, Pro tip to everybody, don't get old. And we'll also have a new Hanukkah song. New for me, anyways. But right now, we got about a minute to go in the segment. We're going to bring you the classic, a classic Hanukkah song that we play on Saturday Suckage, the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song. Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah, so much funnukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. (laughs) But when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish. Just like you and me. <laughs> David Lee Roth lights the menorah. So do Kirk Douglas, James Kahn, and the late Dinah Shura. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. Paul Newman's half Jewish and Goldie Hawn's half too. Put them together, what a fine-looking Jew. (laughs) Saturday Suckage. Adam Sandler, the Hanukkah song. We will bring you a new Hanukkah song next hour. And we'll bring you in one in the third hour, an old classic. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Coming up next, how about Arkish talking bears? Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.